some good advice I got was that the first two years are going to be horrible because nobody's going to believe in you in the first two years because the rate of success is so small. We say that 90% of entrepreneurs fail in the first year, 80% in the second year. So the numbers say that only 2% will make it to the third year, which is why banks won't even lend to you until you've been in business for more than three years because they know that the likelihood of you continuing is so small. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. His name is Tim Henschel, and he's the co-founder and CEO of HotelPlannerAndMeetings.com. They're the world's largest online group travel provider. Tim and his partner, John Prince, have created Hotel Planner, and right now, they have helped over 4 million group and event planners with over $7 billion in group hotel revenues passing through the hotel planner system worldwide. Welcome to the show, Tim. Uh, hi, hi, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a real pleasure to have you, my friend. So, Tim, the person listening to this show is an entrepreneur. They might be a solopreneur. They might be an entrepreneur with a company that has a number of employees. They might be something like a coach, a consultant, a trainer, a facilitator. But all of them have this in common. They want to make a difference in the world. They want to grow their businesses. And they want to learn from our fabulous guest experts how to hack success. So, Tim, tell us your story. How would you get to be where you are today at this pinnacle of success? Well, I do have a unique background, that's for sure. I was adopted uh, when I was around four years old. I was a ward of the state because I was living homeless in a car with my my mom, uh, an older brother, a year older, and a brother a year younger. And I was lucky to be adopted by two highly successful entrepreneurs. And I basically went from one side of the tracks to the other. So I think my background is unique and it helps me see things and from a perspective of, of two worlds that most people don't get to see from that perspective. Uh, it's also given me a drive to, you know, keep always innovating, always working really hard. You know, when I saw what my adopted parents had achieved uh, and I really wanted to you know, be able to achieve that myself. I always ask, what do you do? And their secret to success was always just, you know, hard work. And as they were both self-made, uh, one was in the hotel development and ownership uh, side. And my mother was the founder of American Tours International, a large inbound tour operation company started from the, the ground up. I think it starts with just a great idea. So if you have a great idea, then you you run with it and you don't look back. Uh, you might have to pivot, you might have to make some changes, but you, you definitely don't look back. Uh, some good advice I got was that the first two years 
are going to be horrible because nobody's going to believe in you in the first two years because the rate of success is so small. We say that 90% of entrepreneurs fail in the first year, 80% in the second year. So the numbers say that only 2% will make it to the third year, which is why banks won't even lend to you until you've been in business for more than three years because they know that the likelihood of you continuing is so small. So you just have to, you know, put up with that, that for the first couple of years. And as long as you believe in yourself and you keep going, you know, most entrepreneurs can get there once they've proven that they really want it bad enough. I just to say that, you know, the other factor in it is if you want to do it, do it. People who stay in a job and then do something on the side as a hobby, if you don't even believe in yourself enough to take the financial risk to quit and put all your money behind it, it's hard for other people to take risk and in, in invest in you if you're not even investing in yourself. So that would be my other second piece of advice is, you know, be ready for a first hard first couple of years. You'll have to dip heavily into savings. You'll probably have to borrow money from family and friends and make money on side lot jobs. But make sure your full time occupation is whatever your dream is that you want to make a reality. Tim, you know, this is a theme. I've interviewed a number of people today because I usually do my podcast recordings one or two days a month and I, and, and I just ba- uh, book a ton of different interviews. But one of the people I interviewed today was Brian Smith. He's the founder of Ugg Boots. You know those, those boots, those sheepskin boots from Australia? Yes. Um, so I was speaking to him and he, he talked to me about the importance of perseverance in business. You know, and then I spoke with the national director for BNI, which is the world's largest referral networking organization, a fellow named by the name of Kai Bjorn. He, he was actually a sailor and a professional football player as well. And he won the America's Cup, which is a big deal. And he talked about the importance of perseverance in business as well. And you're really talking about that too, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, you've got to want it so bad because we're 7 billion people in the world and Everybody wants it. So you got to want it bad, but you also got to respect the numbers too. So you got to see what's working right away and focus on that. And uh, whatever is not working, then you got to move away from that really quickly. So I, I wouldn't say blind focus is, is it. You have to do intelligent focus. You have to be able to, you know, put your money and your time in what's returning a good uh, ROI, a return on investment. That's powerful stuff. So one of the things we say is that in order to be successful in business today, it really makes a difference if you can position yourself as a thought leader, as an authority, right? There's this there's this model that talks about what are the ways in which people go out there and attempt to generate business. So there's traditional kind of cold calling and knocking on doors and so forth. That's not no longer as effective as it used to be. It takes up to 18 calls to even get a hold of one person. So that's not a really great number, right? And then there's advertising. Traditional advertising isn't really working anymore either, right? People go and put up ads and nobody buys. It's not like it was 30 or 40 years ago, right? Referrals are good. Referrals are always great. We like referrals, but 
they're not as good as recommendations when someone says, you got to do business with Tim or you got to do business with his company. But best of all is when you're known as an authority, you're known as the person to go to in your industry. So people actually come to you. It appears that you've done that in your industry. Talk about the importance of that and how you've been able to do that. I mean, that one's really tough. You know, we started out online group travel back in 2003 when nobody was doing it. So I think one of the big parts of it is being a visionary to see something new in the market. But the problem with that is you could be looking at fool's gold too. So many people say, well, nobody's ever done this before. And it's like, well, maybe there's a good reason for that. Maybe lots of people have tried and it's not really a product that people want, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, if you're going to be an authority, you is a good chance that you have to be one of the first people to see an industry before uh, it becomes an industry. Uh, I mean, look at Steve Jobs. You know, he was building personal computers before anybody. Was Great example. Computers. So, you know, you have to be the first in the space. And then, you know, once you prove it, the big money comes in, right? What we did was we built, we beat out two heavily funded venture capital backed companies from the dates of 2005 to 2008, when the mortgage meltdown happened, they went out of business. But each of them burned through $20 million each of funding. Imagine having two companies with getting $20 million each for three years. So they both burned through a total of $120 million from 2005 to 2008. And they're going to compete against you. The big difference is they ran their business in a typical VC model, which is you know, just chase higher revenues. Don't worry about profits because we've got plenty of money to burn through. And uh, we always looked at how do we make 90 cents into a dollar because we didn't have that kind of uh, funding. We grew organically. So the good news is when the economy turned around and the economy is always cyclical, so that'll always happen. You know, the organic companies that run a good, solid, fundamental business always win in the end. Those guys didn't get any more funding when the mortgage meltdown happened. They went out of business. And then we were able to pick up all of their partnerships and, you know, connections that they had developed all that month uh, for, for nothing. So it, it, was, it was huge. It was like all that money that was invested just got transferred to us on that day, you know, when they both went out of business. So it, it's, uh, it takes a long time. That's another thing that I always tell people. People want an overnight success. It doesn't help that so many people are selling that snake oil, but there's no such thing as an overnight success as far as I can tell. You know, you, you have to just put in the time and you have to grind because it's, like I said, if you're lucky, you can make 90 cents in a dollar. That's a 10% EBITDA. You know, if you've got a 30% EBITDA, you know, that's amazing, but it's it's very hard to sustain, especially the bigger you get. So if you're only making 90 cents into a dollar, that's slow. That's going to be slow growth. But that's sustainable. Slow growth, slow growth is sustainable. And it's, it means you're running a good business. No, that's very true. You know, there's a lot of businesses that are out there that, that become faddish that uh, people want to invest in that don't even make any money or they, they, they make less than 
10, 10% EBITDA. They make like 2% or 3%. I mean, if you look at Amazon, and I love Amazon, it's great, great company, great stock and all that good stuff, but their profit margins are really, really slim. I can't say anything too hard on Amazon, given their market dominance on a global scale. You know, I think I think Jeff Bezos has cracked the code on that. I, I think he's turned the corner. I think you know, um, not a complete expert on that space because I don't cover it that much. But you know, there is something to be said that if you if you have perfect timing and you spend the money right to grow the revenues and then you adjust your expenses accordingly, you can really, you know, gain the market share and put it like in the example I gave, I think we did get a little bit lucky at some point because, you know, nobody saw the mortgage meltdown happening. So had they continue to keep raising money and raising money, we might be talking a different story. But, you know, we got that that market timing perfectly. And that doesn't happen to everybody. So unfortunately, you know, life's a little bit of luck too. So that's the other intangible on that. No, very well said. Very well said. And listen, I'm a fan of Amazon. I own their stock. It's done very well for me. So <laughs> no, no, no question about it. I think you're safe there. I think there's going to be two dominant players in, in retail globally. And it'll be Amazon and Walmart. You know, Walmart's got that Google partnership now. It's just like Samsung partnered up with Google. If you can partner up with Google, you know, you'll be good. I think Sony really uh, regrets not partnering up with Google because if you look at the difference in the personal electronics market that Sony dominated in the 90s and then what happened when Google and Samsung teamed up, it's a big, it's a big uh, market changer. It has been a big market changer. There's no question about it. Fascinating stories. So here's the other thing that we say, in order for you to be able to position yourself as a thought leader, you gotta have world-class IP. You can't just be parroting what everybody else is parroting. You gotta have something unique to say that makes a difference for people. And you gotta have a real clear message. Talk a bit about how you've implemented that in your business. Yeah, sure. So we've had a, a bunch of a firsts in our space. So the first thing we we did was what we call instant offers. So when we we now will do nine hundred thousand groups through the system this year. Well, when we started to do, which equates to around four thousand groups coming through the system globally a day, when we were just starting to do a thousand a day, we started to say we need responses instantly. We can't wait for our hotel to look at a request and then give us a custom response. So we did what we call instant offers, and that was a percentage off of bar best available rate that we could instantly put out to the customer. From there, we went into a system called Book and Block, which was automating the booking plug process into the hotel system that also monitored your group rate compared to individual rates and then made sure you didn't get attrition penalties by making sure your rate was always competitive so your members or your guests would always book it. Because you can think if you were you know, planning this big event and you had this great rate and it was a great rate five months out from the check-in date, but then all of a sudden hotel decided to run a special deal on some, you know, travel site. And now all your members book that, but you're on a contract saying that you're, you're guaranteeing them 20 rooms out of the 30 rooms you blocked and you only picked up 15 and you have to pay for those other five. So this is it's a big issue. So that, that attrition protection, as we call it, the rate guarantee and to make sure that you didn't get any of those penalties was an industry first. 
And then the next thing we're, we're doing right now is called instant group rates. So what we looked at is it was our volume got higher and higher and bigger and bigger. If I've got 500 groups coming into one city and they are looking for a four-star hotel, I can go to all the four-star hotels and say, hey, I've got, don't give me a rate for 20 rooms per night for these couple of dates. Give me a, a rate for all of these groups coming in on any date. And then that becomes instantly bookable. So we took the instant offers, merged it with the booking block, so and turned it into the instant group rates. And that's what we have now, and that's what we're building AI on. So AI, if uh, what we, um, I should be more specific. Uh, we're putting that we already have AI because naturally, as you go to a hotel planner and you start to put in a group request, the system will start, you know, pushing data back to you. Like, this is what you can expect to pay off of this date, and this is what's going on in the area. And are you sure you want these dates? Are you sure you want this type of hotel? So it's going to communicate you through through to you in the GUI. And what we want to do is make that more voice activated. So when we look at Google Home or Alexa. Then we're going to take that. And so you can say, book me into the Smith and Johnson wedding group. And if we have the Smith and Johnson wedding group in such and such city, you'll automatically be booked into, you know, that block. But say that your group didn't have a block and you just said to Alexa, book me into the Connor and Gunn uh, block, then uh, it would... uh, be able to offer you an instant group rate at three hotels that were close to the venue. And that's, uh, that's the next level that we're working on. That's fantastic stuff. I really, really like that. So the other thing that you did really well is you knew who your audience was. You knew who your market was. Talk about the importance of that and how you came up with that and how other people can do that thinking that they need to do to come up with the right niche. So, you know, what we we saw early on was that travel was going online, but nobody was facilitating groups. And what reinforced with us that it was a good idea was when we started to look at Google ads, and this was when Google really didn't have much advertisers at all, but even the little ones that they did because individual booking sites had already started to take off by 2003. So, you know, back then an individual rate with uh, advertising rate on Google would be 25 cents. We could get it. This was before they had the 10 cents minimum. We could get a group keyword ad out there for two, three cents because nobody wanted it. So we, you know, we saw what the market opportunity was. There was obviously an opening because nobody was going after it. It also helped to have a partner in Google that was growing at a time when not a lot of people, you know, knew Google for what it is. I mean, really, that was brand new at that time that we were uh, starting to advertise on it. And then that kind of exploded from there. So, you know, I'd say it's, it's really tough to, when they when you find your idea, you also have to find your right partnerships in the very beginning that will make a difference. If uh, if they don't come, then you know it's it's going to be a, a little tough. But you know, it's about looking at alternatives in places people aren't looking. I guess is what it comes down to because if everybody's talking about it it's probably already too expensive for a startup to make any money off of, you know, because it's too competitive. You got to go, it's really tough. I mean, I can't say it enough. You have to look in places 
where other people aren't looking. And then unfortunately, you got to keep it a big secret too, because once you start talking about it and your competition hears about it, then they're going to obviously take advantage of it too. It's going to drive up prices and you might not have the revenues to compete. So find the niches and then keep them as top secret as possible. And then hopefully just grow as fast as you can from there. I like how you think. I like how you think about being clear on who your ideal niches are and coming up with things that have you go to market first. That's what allows you to stand out. And it is important, more more important than ever to stand out in this day and age, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the internet has made the world a lot smaller. So, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've had our terms of use stolen word for word, and I'll find sites in in different languages with exact copies of our our terms of use. And our terms of use are posted at the bottom of every hotel planner page, but why they're unique is it's like, it's the uh, gold standard of how we work. It's taken 15 years to, to come up with these terms of use and we make them public. But, you know, we do have to change them as market conditions change. So if somebody just takes that, you know, it looks like just simple copyright infringement, but it's almost like stealing all the IP of your of your company all at that same time. So if you think back to 20, 30 years ago, nobody could ever do that. You know, you're, you're nobody would be able to get to a contract like that. But when you're an online e-commerce co- company, because of electronic signatures, you would post that. And so people can get a hold of it and you wouldn't even know they have a hold of it. And then, you you know, I, I found most of them just from traveling myself and, you know, happened to see an ad in that local search section when I'm in that country and then falling upon a site like that. So it's, it's extremely competitive on the internet once the world has shrunk to the size it is and how easy it is to steal IP. So that's, that, it's, a tough, it's a tough world out there in e-commerce for that reason. Well, we say in thought leadership that if you're going to use someone else's IP, you got to give them credit, right? No, I don't want credit. I just don't want them to steal my IP. Yeah, no, I totally get it. In your case, it's a little different, right? But I mean, uh, you know, I, I teach a lot of stuff to people in terms of how to go out there and grow their business and so forth. And people just, uh, they're going to use some of my stuff. They do. It's just the way it goes. So, Tim, we like to wrap up each episode of the podcast by asking you, our expert guests, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener takes on to take their business and their life to the next level? Yeah, sure. So I actually have two lectures I've done for Cornell that are recorded and uh, one is guaranteeing success by 100,000%. It's about giving 100% effort and having a multiple of 1,000 behind it. The other one is the power of average intelligence in the digital age. And it's about finding the golden mean in terms of ideas, you know, something that can catch on quickly. But the third that I haven't done is I'm looking at the four C's of success basically taken off of the concept of the four C's of a diamond. So color, clarity, cut, and carrot make the perfect uh, diamond. And uh, I think the four C's of life are 
uh, calories, charity, cash, and contracts. <laughs> so nice. I, I want to wake up and I want to burn some calories. So I want to work out and I want to do some charity. And I mean, charity in terms of, uh, you know, maybe put a little money in a jar or do a carpool or, uh, you know, I don't own a car. I walk to work. So I save the environment at the same time. I get some exercise at the same time. I save a little money to get some more money to charity. Cash is going to work and, and you know, making some money. So you have more money for your family and for that charity. And, you know, contracts is just every contract honor, you know, I, whether it's an oral agreement or a written contract. And if you, uh, you know, stick by those four C's of life, I think that uh, you'll have a beautiful life, just like the four C's of a diamond. That's my, that's my I next. I love concept. it, man. I love these four C's. Oh, they're <laughs> awesome. So listen, we're going to make sure that we put this in the show notes for people. And listen, if you, you know, if you could send us these recorded lectures you did at Cornell, I think they're pretty cool. I'd love to share those more widely with the folks. Yeah. Um, I don't have your email, but yes, yeah, send me um, an email. I'm just Tim at hotelplanet.com. And they're actually on our YouTube uh, page and I'll, but I'll forward the links to you because we have a, a YouTube sure. hotel plan 30 is our channel. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, and, and and Adam who connected us, he can definitely connect us that way as well. So so listen, this is the the point in the podcast where if there's something you want to promote, we give you a chance to promote it. So what you like? What would you like to promote? I always go back to my Facebook page for the company. It's got over a million followers, growing by thirty thousand new a week, and we give away a thousand dollars. Uh, free hotel rooms a week uh, with different fun little contests where you tag some friends and you guys all can go away for a weekend uh, to wherever you want to go. And it's just hashtag better together. So two contests, you get $500 uh, each contest, which gets divvied up between you and three friends at $125 free hotel room vouchers each just to How go cool wherever you guys want to go. How cool yeah. is that? I love that. I love that. So that's on your Facebook page, Hotel Planner? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So we'll make sure we send people there. And listen, this was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being on the show. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, how can I be the next Tim Henschel? How can I take what's in my head, my genius, and turn it into a business, turn it into thought leadership? And you want to know if that can become IP, intellectual property that is commercial, that you can use in order to take your business to the next level. Jump on a call with myself or a member of my team. That's at ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That's at ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. What we'll do is we're going to help you understand what your expertise and your genius is. We're going to help you understand how you can turn that into commercializable money. And if it's already something that's commercial, that you're already making money from, but maybe you're stuck at a plateau, we're going to help you get off of that plateau. And we're going to do this. There's no cost for this. There's no obligation. We do this because we believe that as an entrepreneur, you deserve to have someone in your corner. Hashtag don't do 2018 alone. You need somebody to help you get off that plateau. We'd be honored to do that for you. Please take advantage of this. Take advantage of the amazing offer that Tim gave you as well. Tim, thanks so much for being on the show, my friend. Thank you, Nikki. No, it's, it's been a real honor. And that wraps up another episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about our incredible guest, Tim Henschel, go to 
the show notes or go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. And if you want to find out about what your intellectual property might be worth and how you can take your business to the next level with it, go to the show notes, go to eastercoleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye.